you know the vibes welcome back to another episode of the hoop genius podcast brought to you by the greatest game on planet earth nba 2k24 it's myself mamutsi alongside me as always mr bj armstrong how you doing mo how you doing today you bj i'm doing i'm doing amazing should should i tell you what i'm doing amazing right yes please do please do i started working out again recently because like you know i dislocated my shoulder and you know i tore my meniscus right so i wasn't actually able to do a lot of things for a long time okay Okay. and then recently they've kind of healed up enough that i can start working out again okay the first few weeks of working out you're putting yourself through hell it feels horrible you don't enjoy it but then you reach the point where it goes from being hell to actually being really really good like i've got more energy i'm looking in the mirror i'm looking much better than before oh usually you see me in a big black hoodie now i just got a t-shirt on you see me (laughs) i put a picture of myself on my my private store on instagram and i look so good my cousin said to me that's not you who the hell is that I said, my oh. brother, <laughs> you just <laughs> make sure you're around this summer. <laughs> it's going to be busy. It's going to be busy. I'm going to be throwing you assists all summer long. <laughs> so I'm feeling amazing, B. My shoulder's okay, feeling good. Okay. My knee's feeling good. Just pray for me that this streak continues because I, okay. I'm in a good place right now. How about yourself? Um, I no problems, no complaints. Just getting through it. Uh, a little busy. Phones ringing. You know, it's that time of the year trades you know and you know you know it's a lot a lot of talking a lot of chit chatter mm-hmm. and a couple it's couple though. deals got done today you know we okay. spoke on this show a lot about the celtics needs at depth and okay. they made a trade today for xavier the savior tillman who's coming to bolster the front court of the celtics from the memphis grizzlies so the celtics have gone out and acquired a big man and they traded Interesting. away Interesting. yes sir yes sir they traded away Lamar what do you think Stevens. about that trade? Yeah. Go ahead, go um, ahead. Wait. Yeah, yeah. They, they traded away Lamar Stevens and two second round picks. BJ, I love this trade. Okay, BJ, tell me I, why. I really, really love this trade. Okay, I'm listening. Offensively, major concerns around Xavier Tillman. But when you run a team like the Celtics, I'm not too worried about that because you've got Tatum, you've got Brown, you've got Derek White, you've got Porzingis. But defensively, you know, we talk about Porzingis can't, his body might not be able to hold up. We talk about Al Horford, he's older. Xavier Tillman can play defense. I'm not saying he can lock them down, but he can play defense against the elite bigs in this league. You saw what he did with Anthony Davis in the playoffs last year. And now he's in the Eastern Conference. He's going to have to deal with, you know, maybe a Brook Lopez or a Giannis or maybe an Embiid if he gets healthy. He's played significant playoff minutes. He is one of the only players in the NBA averaging a steal and a block in under 25 minutes. I think he's the only one doing that. He can score a little bit. He's got a little bit of a low post game if you really need to dump the ball down to him. But the defensive tenacity is what I'm most excited about. This is just Mm. adding another guy in depth-wise where if there is a lineup where you need a big body enforcer, he's not the tallest player in the world, but he's strong. You know how we talk about there's bigs and then there's tall players? He's he's not that tall, but he's a big. And uh, you know me, PJ, I love the throwback players. You know, I, I love the guys that go to work on the low block. You know, I love the guys that go after the rebounds. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan yeah. of Xavier Tillman. And the, the best part about this is he's on an expiring contract. But by Boston trading for him, they get his bird rights. So you know how you said that all these trades, the team's maneuvering for next season's salary cap. The right. Celtics now have the ability to extend Xavier Tillman and they would not have had the ability to sign a player like him or of his caliber in free agency. So getting their work done early, I think is a fantastic move at the cost of a couple second rounders, which they wouldn't have given minutes to anyway. So I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the trade. 
I'm a huge fan of the trade. Yeah, I I I, I think you know when you when you're talking to teams, it's, it's it's funny when you're talking to teams, you're not only talking about basketball, you start talking to the to the analytics department who in some systems value things that I have no idea about. They, in some they, systems, they, they make the decisions. In yeah, some they, teams. you know, plus minus offensive percentage rating on EPM, the tip ball. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know what this stuff they're talking about. And I'll go, so I'll go, you don't worry. Okay, that's fine. And so clearly whatever it is they do, up there in Boston, he fits their description. Well, but he doesn't really good fit the the shooting, the offensive, the offensive side of things. He doesn't fit it at all. But defensively, statistically, yes, I think he fits that. And I think where he fits is they know they're going to need as high quality a player as they can for the least amount of money on their bench. And I think they will value a player like that who's already seasoned and, and a veteran who can perform to whatever degree, whatever the, that minutes. Maybe they'll say, we need someone to play 15 minutes a night. I think he fits that beautifully. But in saying that, you know, when you go against the elite players in this league, you know, when you're playing, let's just say the lesser half of the league, I think that's terrific. Now, when you start playing the upper half of this league, right? The Bam Adebayo's, the Joel Embiid's, the Jokic, the Giannis's, because those are the guys you're going to play, okay? Mm -hmm. Jared Allen, Mobley, those are the guys you're going to see. I'm not sure where that fits as far as having an ability to play against the elite players, because now you're talking about the top eight guys, Julius Randles and those type of guys. So I like the player. I think it fits their timeline. That's the big thing. Well, well not only yeah. can he guard bigs, he can switch out onto the bigger wings as well. And I think with what they that's lost good. with Grant Williams' departure, that's what they're gaining back in a guy that can come in and maybe give Al Horford some rest when he's been guarding Giannis. Maybe give pausing it some rest when he's I, been guarding I, Embiid. Al has a pass with me because of his age. I don't know what I'm going to get from Al. Is he, I just don't give know us what you got, big give. fella. Just give it. Just he just go. give me. There you go. I, said I know. I know. Yes, he's gonna give me whatever at his age. Just give me what you have. I'm gonna. I, I the, the the big question mark for me with this Boston Celtic team is not what Porzingis is doing now. By the way, he is playing terrific. The big question for me is how is he going to perform once the playoffs begin? Because they're going to need him to play like an elite player does because he I have I, that dog in him is well, the question, I, I, is the real that, question. That, because I don't expect, I, I expect Al to give me maybe one game a series. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. I don't it. know. Xavier Tillman, give me what you got. He's going to get all the loose balls, set screens. I have no, he's going to give me all of that. However, they're going to need someone in that front court to step up. And that someone has a name on it. And that's Porzingis. He's playing. He's having a terrific regular season. I think it was a great fit for him to come over to the Celtics. Sometimes he plays like he's in the. He's like one of the big three. He plays like that. But the beautiful thing about that is Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, because of their consistency of playing elite more times than not, they don't need Porzingis to carry the franchise. So I think it fits him, his personality. But when he does play well. 
I mean, he, he, it, it, I mean, they are as good as anybody. Arguably, they're one of the best, if not the best team in the league. So good move. I think it gets their depth. I think for the minutes that they're looking for, 15 minutes of tough, grinded out minutes, I think he fits that. And I thought it was a good trade for them. On the Memphis side of things, they've managed to duck under the luxury tax apron concerns, and they've added five <laughs> second round picks at, at this deadline so far. Um, are they going all in on Jaron Jackson being a center now rather than a power forward, which is kind of the opposite to the what, trend we were seeing around the league? So they got rid of no, Stephen Adams. Jaron Jackson. So Jaron Jackson, if you recall, he was an all-star at the power forward. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. So once you establish where you're at as an elite level, you stay there more times than not. Now, they made a trend after John Morant got was injured or, or got hurt after his return because they were terrific. They they pivoted and, and then went into another direction with their team. They began to trade away, you know, Stephen Adams. They released, renounced Bismack Biombo, who was starting for them. And when Ja went out, now Desmond Bain, I think Desmond Bain got injured or something. So they've pivoted. So I expect Jaron Jackson to return back to his power forward position. I expect him to, I expect the Memphis Grizzlies to begin the search of figuring out once Ja returns, Desmond Bain return, and Jaron Jackson returns back to his normal position, it's business as usual up there. However, this year they're about acquiring, you can see draft picks. And and here's the thing, the, the Grizzlies right now that. have the sixth best odds in the NBA draft lottery. There is a world yeah. in which they get a top pick or a top three pick, top five yeah. pick, whatever. And but, get, we, yeah, yeah, but but we, what I'm saying is, where are they getting their center from? If Jaron okay, Jackson's well, your power forward. We know right now, if you get Wimbenyama, it's not going to affect your bottom line as far as wins and losses. That's just what it is. It You're not going to get that. Him. Okay. It depends who's around them. Okay. We're not going to get a player right now out of the draft that can play against Jokic and these guys. That's a fact. Jokic, AD, Giannis. Yeah, okay. I don't care who they get. <laughs> they're, they're, I don't care who you get. Sounds good. I want to be. I want to be excited out of the draft. Akeem Olajuwon and these guys. It's it's a new it's a new paradigm shift now. What are you going to get out of the draft? Okay, we're going to get potential. We're going to get. Yeah, we yeah gotta, for a big we, wise at the top of the draft, you get an Alexander Saar or Philip. Uh, yeah, okay, that, that's 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 not going to affect your bottom line. Now, what what they do have now is they're acquiring second round picks. What they are doing is acquiring they have a first round pick, and that may allow them to go get a player, if so be it. Because those guys, those three guys for sure that we talked about, they're ready to win right now. They're mm -hmm. not in the developmental mm -hmm. stage. Mm -hmm. Okay, but this is you you want to be in position. To go get a player. So you you look at Oklahoma City, for instance. We love Chet Holmgren. I expect the Oklahoma City Thunder to do something to address their bigs. Chet Holmgren is arguably having as good of a year as you can have for a young player. But he's not ready to throw him to the wolves yet and say, go handle that. He, uh, That's just what it is. So... I think the Memphis Grizzlies are doing a terrific job. They're uh, they're just getting what they call, I don't like this term, they're called assets. They're getting <laughs> all of the things they can get. 
It sounds good. They can go in the draft. But more importantly, I think it would allow them to get a player. I'm just using a player like, you know, if a young center, I'm just using his name. I'm not saying he's on the trading block or anything. Like they can maybe get a DeAndre Ayton. Maybe they can get a Mitchell Robinson. A player like yeah, that. You yeah, follow me? I hear what you're saying. Players, I you know what, what I mean? Yeah. So may, maybe Claxton. Maybe yep. Claxton. I think Claxton from, would be great for them. Yeah, so you want to have all of these options available because before the injury with John Morant, they were playing as well as you could play. I mean, they were like yep. six and one or seven Short and one sample or something. size, but, you know, we've got yes, last year yes. and the year before to go on. And yes. They're rounding okay. into a contending team. Absolutely. So I think this is a great move for them. Steven Adams, when healthy, was terrific for them. Bismack clearly plugged in and did a terrific job for them. But they're, they're going to have to address that. And I don't think that's going to be addressed, addressed with the draft. However, if you evaluate a player who could be a good player down the road, right? You say maybe two or three years, this guy could be another Jaron Jackson-like performer or another player like that. You probably got to take him and wait on it too, right? Mm. You don't want to yeah, miss And, and they're young enough to have the flexibility to do that. But my team made a trade today. Your team was pretty active today as well, BJ, the Detroit Pistons. They <laughs> traded Monte Morris to the Timberwolves for Shake Milton, Troy Brown, and a second round pick. Um, what are your thoughts? Obviously, Shake Milton could be a buyout candidate. I know Doc Rivers might be looking at him to get some help in Milwaukee. Uh, Troy Brown and Shake Milton both on, I think, minimum contracts that expire or it's non-guaranteed money for next year. Monte Morris, I think, is, you know... I think Monte Morris, I said yesterday on a show that I wasn't a huge fan of his fit with the Timberwolves because he was having kind of a down year with the Pistons. But what I realized today was that he played for the Nuggets before and uh, Tim Connolly must know a thing or two about Monte Morris and he might actually fit in nicely. He's an excellent three-point shooter throughout his career. He's got some postseason experience. Um, and I think he could be a nice addition off the bench. I don't think he's the replacement to Mike Conley. Uh, but as a bench guy at a point guard position, I think he does an okay job. What are your thoughts on that trade? Yeah, I mean, these these are, you're looking for players now that can help you secure your depth that you know you're going to need or you're going to have to have as you go through the playoffs. So I think this is a good trade for the Timberwolves. They're looking for experienced players. They're looking for a player that they can plug in right now and give them valuable minutes, possibly start a game or two. And give, the give Mike Conley some rest before the playoffs yes. begin. Yeah, so I, I like this trade for them. You know, that's one of the toughest positions to feel. And he's and I think only Monte Morris. Yeah, he's Monte, only he's averaged a one turnover a game. He takes yeah. care of the ball really well, so it's a safe but, pair of hands. Yeah, so I, you know, all of the stats and all those things. But overall, I think he is a seasoned vet, a seasoned pro, and I think he should be able to fit in quite well there. Well, in 21-22, where he started uh, 74 games in place of the Jamal Murray, he had the lowest turnover rate in the NBA amongst point guards. Um, Mike Conley was fifth on that list. So, safe pair of hands there, Minnesota. But the other trade you guys made, the Detroit Pistons, sent Kevin Knox, who just spends his life getting traded. Um, and I think he was a second-round pick as well to the Utah Jazz for Simone Fontecchio, which I think is a fantastic trade. I think it was just one second-round pick for a guy who can play defense on the perimeter and shoot the ball, which is rare on the Pistons. You either have guys that can defend or guys that can that can play offense. I think that's a great pickup for them. I'm not familiar with the the, the reason of this trade. I, I, 
like you sometimes you do things and I I, I just I, I don't know. So I I don't I don't even know enough about this trade or where it fits or what they're doing and why they're doing it. So you probably can comment more about this one than I can. I'm I'm not really sure what was the purpose or what they're looking to do. Well, they, they acquire some shooting, which means now when they trade Bogdanovich, they, if they do trade Bogdanovich, they don't lose that shooting on the wing. And he offers more defense than some of the shooters that they have currently on the roster. So I like the fit. Okay. All right. I mean, I don't know what Utah are doing. That's the bigger question now. That's what, I want to know what Utah are doing because those are the trades that happen today. And then, of course, you know, we have some more rumors. Here's one that will surprise you. The Jazz and the Hawks are discussing, the Jazz being very active. The Jazz and the Hawks discussing a trade of Bruce Brown and Kelly Olynyk. The Jazz and the who? It says Bruce the, Brown. It, it says... The Hawks. Bruce Brown. But, I thought but Bruce he plays for the Raptors. Yeah, yeah but the, yeah. the message I got here is the Raptors, so it must have just been an uh, autocorrect or something. Okay. Um, but it's it's the Jazz and the Raptors. Bruce Brown and Kelly Olynyk. It would bring yeah, Bruce I, Brown I, I, to Kelly, Utah Kelly in exchange for yeah. Olynyk and Agbaji. Kelly Olynyk, I think, would be a, a good player for someone. You know, Kelly Olynyk to me would be a good player for like. The Golden State Warriors or for a contender like though, not for a rebuilding team like the Raptors. Well, I think that would be a good fit. He is Canadian, so I think that would yep. be a good fit. He is Canadian, so I think that would be a good fit. I okay. like Kelly Olynyk. I, I I like what he brings. I like as I, I I like Kelly Olynyk. I think that would be a good pickup for someone because of his versatility. But now that the Jazz have Collins, the kid they just you know traded for. I think financially they probably have to get off Kelly Olynyk because I think people value him around the league. Mm, a big that can space the floor. Um, another team has entered the Dejounte Murray sweepstakes, and today it's the New Orleans Pelicans. For who? Um, Herb Jones or Trey Murphy or Jordan Hawkins, and um, some sort of salary fillers around that. So then they'd be starting with Dejounte, CJ, Brandon, Zion, and. Valanciunas, if he's not traded, or Larry Nance Jr. That's pretty good. It's it's pretty good. I I you know what that kid Brandon Ingram is. He was terrific just the other night. I was just watching him. That's pretty good. I I have no problems with that. Yep, I have no problems with that one. And then once again, we're talking about the Lakers, who were flooding media leaks today with reports that they feel like they can get Donovan Mitchell this summer. BJ, do you think the Lakers are going to get Donovan Mitchell? Bear in mind the winning streak the Cavs have been on. Are they winning right now? Because we're recording this while the games are going on. Um, yeah, they just beat the Wizards. It was scary for a sec because Carl Kuzma got hot super early. Um, but given the winning streak that the Cavs are on, the young players that they've got, do, the, do you see Donovan Mitchell joining the LA Lakers this summer? How? Exactly. Okay, and the only way I can think is that means that if he LeBron forces is, a trade, this is the only way. If he demands well, LeBron, a trade before he becomes a free agent, who's this? Donovan Mitchell. Well, I, the only way I can see it is a signing trade, right? And that means LeBron is out. I mean, that's mm. the only way. And LeBron goes back to Cleveland. Well, that's the only. The that's homecoming. The only way, whatever you guys want to call it, but. 
I, I don't know. I don't, I, I, see, I mean, I, that doesn't make, that doesn't, you know, okay. The Lakers are always in every trade, right? I mean, that's just, that's good business for everybody. Oh, the Lakers, the Lakers, they're trying. Everybody wants to go. Okay. I get it. However, how, how are you going to get them? Mm -hmm. LeBron is a free agent. You're not going to trade AD there. What else do they have? Like, what, yeah, else, what else do, do they have that Cleveland would want, want more important? Exactly. Because every Lakers like, fan will propose a trade and they'll say D'Lo, Rui Hachimura. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. why yeah. do you think everyone else around the league is sat there wanting D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura on their team in exchange yeah. for their best player? So, um, yeah. I don't, I don't see it, but, but maybe. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, right now, the, um, the Golden State Warriors just put a being on the Philadelphia 76ers, which is uh, obviously expected with no Joel Embiid. But I think that these uh, reps of Tyrese Maxey as number one option are going to be good for him in the long run. But the Philadelphia 76ers are exploring conversations with a variety of teams. Two of the names that have popped up are Buddy Heald from the Indiana Pacers and Pistons guard Boyan Bogdanovich. And also, it is said that they called the Blazers about Malcolm Brogdon. Which one of those guys, Brogdon, Buddy Hield, and Bogdanovich, do you think? If, would be if best I were them, I would go Buddy Hield. I would go. I would go. I would do Buddy Hield. I would do Buddy. And why is that? Well, he's younger. He's younger than than Bogdanovich, and I and I, I think Bogdanovich is great. But you, but to me, you're duplicating what you have if you do Bogdanovich because that just means you have Bogdanovich, and um. What's the uh, what's the forward there? Um, Tobias. Tobias. Tobias Harris. Yes. I think Tobias can maybe do a little bit more for you. I mean, Buddy's the same age as. Michael but I mean, Bogdan. if you got Tobias and if you got Tobias and Bodanovich, to me, it's like the same. Not the same player, but they're similar. Yeah. So yeah. you you you're you're never as you're building a roster as you're going to. It's a lateral someday, trade. You yeah you would you 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 always try to you never try to duplicate what you already have. So Buddy Hill would provide them with a healthy Joel Embiid. He compliments Joel Embiid. And yeah. you're seeing him do that already with Miles Turner. Yeah. So I think with Buddy Hill as a as a rotational player with those two, meaning Tyrese Maxey, who's an all-star now, and Joel Embiid, I think that's to be a terrific combination, and, and better than Malcolm Brogdon, who is the same age as Buddy Hill, but because Buddy's never made you the already playoffs, have you, think again. You have Brogdon, however, you have Maxi. There's that. That's just me, though. I'm not saying Brogdon is a really good player. Brogdon should, if I was Brogdon, I'm trying to get to like Chicago. I'm mm. trying to get to a. I'm trying to get to a place. Where you know what Brogdon and Demar Derozan, and you know what, let's figure this out. <laughs> yep. You, you know what I mean. That's where I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to get to a place where because Brogdon to me is he's like a phenomenal, phenomenal six man who's a starter. So Brogdon, he's a veteran. He won't. He, he's good enough where you, he won't force you to have to rebuild. He's a really good player. He's a big guard, and that's that's how I, I would go to do. I would go to Chicago if I was him, a place where he can kind of, you know, try to win and or be a six man on a really good team. I think that's to me that's what would be terrific for him. Well, 
that's today. The trade deadline is, well, when you guys listen to this, it's this this evening. Um, but for us right now, as we record this, it's tomorrow. It's the uh, the trade deadline. Um, it's, it's earlier this year than usual, right? Yeah, it's always something. It's something. Uh, let's get this thing over. Let's get this thing over. You heard yeah. anything else that you want to share with the people? I haven't heard it. I, I told you, I don't think much is going to happen. I think all of the trades, the James Harden stuff, that's already happened. You know, I, 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 you know, I mentioned, you know, maybe I could see maybe Aiden, maybe, maybe Phoenix trying to do something. You know, maybe they're trying to do something over there. Yeah, uh, but I don't player. see. Yeah, I don't see well, much you can do. And again, the, the two trades that to me, one we know is not going to happen, which now is Zach Levine because Zach is, is going to miss the rest of the. And then the other is is Murray. Dejounte Murray. That's why everyone's waiting on. Yeah, um, I think that one. Um, I'll, I guess I'll tell you this. I guess Kyle Kuzma and these guys could be. I'll, but I'll tell you this though, BJ. Um, you know, earlier when I said I was having a great day, that was actually a lie because there was an hour of my day today where where my new house is, I don't get good phone signal, so it, I rely on the Wi-Fi in my house to get connection okay. to the outside world. The Wi-Fi went down for an hour. And I was sat here panicking. What if these massive trades happen? And I have no <laughs> way of knowing. And it was just an hour of anxiety. Hey, but we got through it. You got through it. And, and knowing our luck, a, a trade is going to happen right now when we finish recording the podcast. So we'll talk about any other trades that happen on tomorrow's episode. But until then, make sure you guys subscribe to the show on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, stay rocking with us. We've got a lot in store. And most importantly, until next time, get buckets.